Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, it's forced to the max, weather to the max, whatever you want to call it. Tonight, as we peruse through the evening, we'll do some of both. Paul uh, Douglas rejoins us now as we look at the uh, West. I got with this one five minutes ago, uh, just hitting Elk River, big time winds and rain never seen here before. That sounds like it's pretty intense yeah. out there, uh, Paul, or at least it was, but it's moving rather quickly, huh? Oh, man, these storms are screaming, and there is still a severe storm warning in effect for the North Metro uh, northwestern Hennepin, East Central, right, southern Mille Lacs, all of Anoka, all of Isanti, eastern Benton, and Sherburn County. And uh, that warning remains in effect until 7.15. It may be extended. I'm, I'm gazing at my Doppler, and it's showing almost two-inch diameter hail. Uh, just oh northeast of Elk River. Yeah, that uh, the problem, Max, you get hail that big, and it's flipped along by 60, 70 mile an hour straight line winds. It just compounds the damage. So I think there may be some people, especially North Metro, who wake up to some shingle damage, maybe a few broken windows, maybe some some dings on their on their vehicle. Sadly, um, and again, we got this PDS, this particularly dangerous situation. Tornado watch till ten. This line is going to be through. Most of the metro by about 8.30, and then it's going to push into western Wisconsin, hopefully weaken. But there are new storms entering far southwestern Minnesota, and that's why, you know, we're not out of the woods. This is the first wave. There could be a second wave closer to 9 o'clock or so, and that's why the tornado watch still in effect till 10 o'clock. No reports of any tornadoes in and around the metro. But, man, uh, I, I did see some footage, some drone footage out in Maple Lake, south of Alexandria, near Ferreira, just south of Ferreira. To me, it looks like possible tornado damage. Hard to say based on the drone footage, but uh, there were some uh, touchdowns up around Osakis and Ferreira. And, uh, you know, we may have to wait till tomorrow to really understand whether it was straight line wind or tornado the Weather Service will send crews out, and they literally scour. They, they, they walk the damage field, and they try to figure out, okay, did the winds blow it in a straight line, or is there a circular swirling motion to the debris field? Sometimes that's the only way you can confirm that it was, in fact, a tornado. But, again, it's semantics. No matter what you call it. If it takes your roof off and damages your, your house, off, yeah. doesn't much matter, right? Yeah, and the insurance people follow right behind those weather people. <laughs> Try to figure, oh, hey, man. Paul, we will check in with you as you find appropriate, okay? Yeah, if there are tornadoes on the ground, uh, confirmed damage taking place, uh, I, I will absolutely check in with you, Maxie.
Appreciate it so much on your day off. Have a good Memorial Day. I hope we don't talk again, but if we do, I sure appreciate your effort. I wish Mother Nature would take a day off. Yeah, really. Wouldn't that be nice? Thanks, Maxie. Hang in there, my friend. You bet. Paul Douglas doing what we do on this station, and that's... uh, uh, if there's a weather emergency, we're out there. Strong winds just moved over Maple Grove. It's just a couple minutes ago. Dark sky is moving in from the west. So uh, you pay attention. You call us or text anytime, 651-461-9226. As we return to Sports to the Max, keep you updated on weather to the max as best we can uh, throughout the night. Derek Scherer is the general manager of the St. Paul Saints, and he joins us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Derek, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Mike. How you doing? Good. You're glad you don't have a night game tonight, right? You are one hundred percent correct. I, I, nothing better than a, than a rainy day when the team is is off. Now, what, do, what do you have? You do you remember? You, I mean, you can't be in this game without surviving a few storms. What do you remember about the old Midway and where you'd go and, and how it works now? Oh man, it's it's so much so much more comfortable and and uh, frankly safer at CHS Field than it was at Midway. There really wasn't anywhere to go. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking out loud, and I'm going, "Where would you go?" Oh my gosh! I, I can remember uh, shooting fireworks off with the tarp halfway on the field, um, and the rest of the field swamped. I mean, we, we there's definitely some weather memories there at Midway Stadium with crowds of people just smashed on a very small concourse. Yep, and they'd all they'd all gather around there with their ponchos or whatever, and just wait it out, wouldn't they? Absolutely. You, you know, you did have the tailgate lot there right next to yep. So you. Yep. Go to your car. Yep. Dash to their car. Yeah, boy, those are some days. Now, now, Derek, what you, you excuse me? This is really your first season uh, where you had a uh, a baseball season in its entirety, starting in, in April, as it will be uh, going forward, with, with you know uninhibited by COVID and all those things. What was it like this year in April when you started the season? <laughs> I can cold tell you what, in one word. It was cold. Yes, it was, it was cold. That was the first time in uh, in Saints history, at least at least in the in the current version of the Saints, um, that we played April baseball. We had twelve dates, and each of those twelve dates was either raining, snowing, or below twenty five degrees, or all of the above. So, uh, you know, it's it's April baseball in uh, in Minnesota. The Twins have been dealing with it since twenty ten, and uh, of course back at, at at Old Met Stadium before the dome and. Uh, we'll, we'll get used to it, and hopefully we won't have so many bad Aprils like we had this this year. Yeah, you, you rolled the dice in Aprils in Minnesota. By the way, we got another text in your yeah. storm hitting Plymouth right now. Big winds and rain, so keep us updated via our text or phone line, 651-461-9226, and we'll keep the uh, the listing public uh, uh, up to date as best we can. Uh, yeah, because, Derek, people forget it was a summer season uh, with the St. Paul Saints when it was independent ball. When you're a major league affiliate, especially AAA, they want to get as many games in because they're playing for the prospects and the people that might be moved up and they want to be playing all the time. Now, you, when you come back after this road trip, it'll feel more like uh, business as you knew it before. How have you changed the way you, you, your model and how you market to that? Do, 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 you, do you get the thrust of your groups uh, in, in those June, July, August months, or how do you go about constructing that? There's still a heavy focus on uh, on late May through, through end of August. I mean, that's really, and, and throughout minor league baseball, especially at the AAA level with 150 games that they, they sort of identify that, that the top, you know, what's the most important hundred day window um, to your schedule. And uh, that that's, so, so there's a, there's still a heavy focus on that. Don't get me wrong. All, all the whining and crying about the bad weather in April, we'd still rather have 12 games in April than no games in April at all. Yeah. You, you know, it's, 
it's uh, we're thrilled about that 75 home game schedule now up from what used to be, uh, gosh, in 1993 when the Saints began as an independent club, I think it was 31 home games. Is so that right? We, we, yeah, yeah, we played 50 home games uh, as an American Association member for the last several years, and then now it's uh, 75 home games in the in 150 game schedule. And and what's really important with about the schedule now for, for all of AAA baseball is that Major League Baseball has done its best to stretch the, twin, the, the AAA schedule out to match as closely as possible the, the MLB schedule. So we start in April, we end at the very end of September. What have these last couple of weeks been like? Because you guys have been working in concert with the Twins, and you know how lucky uh, have they been, and you've been to, to be that close in proximity because it's been needed all the time. Uh, but but take me back to the Royce Lewis situation. He, he's first of all, what were your impressions of him before he ever got called up? Oh wow, what an incredible talent, and an even better and an even better young man. I mean, that's that's. As much as you can say, to, to have an opportunity to, to watch that young man play, um, heck of a ball player, uh, but both in the field and at the plate, uh, really enjoyed working with him in the ballpark and in the community. Um, so, so we were thrilled to have him uh, for as long as we did. Uh, and obviously the, the situation that, that happened with, with his call-up, uh, with, with Correa injured, and then now coming back to us and then, and then his recall, um, I think it's a perfect example of, of what the Twins were looking for out of having their AAA franchise so close in proximity. It just gives them so much flexibility to be able to make those decisions uh, in the blink of an eye. So, so we, we were hopeful at the start of the year, thinking that, that Royce hadn't played for two full years. We were hopeful that we might, we might keep him uh, throughout the summer. <laughs> uh, but the man, oh man, when, when he got that taste of Major League Baseball and, and just tore it up, it's it's hard to ignore. So hopefully, heck of a catch he made in center field too. What what an amazing athlete! So hopefully, yeah. hopefully he's not. Uh, hopefully it's a, a, a an easy injury to to come back from and and just a little bit sore, and he'll be back on the field soon. What kind of buzz does he create in the stadium? Oh, it's it, that, that's that's been one of the most enjoyable parts of of this partnership with the Twins is is the fans know and. and and, and in the past, I don't know that the fans always knew. They, occasionally, you'd have a player, obviously the Daryl Strawberries and um, the, the, the Leon Durhams and um, even, even Tanner Sheppers uh, several years ago that we had with, that was throwing 101 miles an hour. There were a few players that came through as an independent that the fans knew about and, and came to see. But when, when it, with this affiliation and, and the prospects that the Twins are bringing through and, and Royce's as good of an example as any Jose Miranda last year is another great example. The, the buzz that, that you start to hear in the stands when, when they know his time in the batting order is coming up, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. So, so like when you hear that uh, Miranda's being sent down, uh, you know, Royce Lewis going up, Miranda's being sent down, uh, and you're, I would imagine there's a part of you going, hey, man, I, I don't want to lose Royce Lewis, but this is kind of cool. When Miranda comes down to us, we get him, and then boom, Lewis gets hurt, Miranda stays with the big league team. Well, what's, what's the fluctuation like for you as you follow this? It's, it's a revolving door, and it's just, you know, we're, I think we're at ease with it. We understand the way this is going to work, and um, I, we understand that, that when, when we lose a guy, we're going to get a guy. Oftentimes it's going to be a guy we're excited to get. Um, so it's 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 a lot of fun actually. You know, again, you'd love to keep a lineup with with Royce Lewis at the top of the order and Jose Miranda hitting second or third. You'd love to keep that all year long as a as a as a AAA operator. But uh, 
but but that's just not the way it works. So last year when we started losing some of those guys up to the big league club in, in 2021, that that's when we saw Jose Miranda suit up and, and go on a tear for the rest of the season. So, so we'll keep our, keep our eyes open for, for the next guy coming up from Wichita. Uh, we're really thrilled with the, the lineup we have right now. Shoot, we've got Alex Kirilov and Jake Cave. Um, you know, we've, we've got big league guys in the lineup as we speak. So uh, it, it's, you know, it's fun for us. It's fun for the fans, and and it's always going to be interesting with the the, the proximity to to Target Field. Derek Shearer is our guest general manager of the St. Paul Saints. So, so are you getting a crowd that's kind of uh, St. Paul Saints plus, so to speak? In other words, they, they they want the CHS Saints feel, and oh yeah, the bonuses. I know that guy. I've seen that guy. Uh, th- those kinds of things, those conversations. So, so it's stirring around. Yeah, the entertainment, the value that you guys have always provided, but the, but the added bonuses. Hey, I want to see Royce Lewis hit, or I want to see Devin Smeltzer pitch. You described it perfectly. It's uh, the, the, no one wanted to see the, the Saints experience change, and uh, Saints fans they want to come, they want to laugh, they want to smile, they want to have a conversation with their neighbor. But but why not see some of the top talent in all of in all of professional baseball in between those white lines? I, I think it's I think bonus is is exactly the way to describe it for fans who've been coming to Saints games for years. What's been interesting to us, and it's been a lot of fun to see sort of the, the, the closet Twins fan come out. The, the, that fan's been coming to Saints games for years, but now they come out and put on their Twins hat or their Twins jersey. Sure. And I think, I, think, I think they see the same thing over at, uh, over at Twins games, too. Yeah. All of a sudden, you see the Saints jerseys show up. Yep, we're all one family now, right? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun to see how that's happened. Does, does taking the onus of not dealing with personnel does that make life easier for you? Is it just different? What is it? Just different, more than anything. I think any definitely it's 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 something off of my plate. Obviously, our our field our former field manager George Samus uh, dealt a lot with that as well. But uh, I think what what we added to all of our plates uh, there with the front office in St. Paul is that there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of governance uh, working with Major League Baseball that we didn't deal with yep. um, in independent baseball. Certainly, we had a, a league office, a league president, league commissioner, and and a real life rule book and everything. But it's a little bit different than than dealing with Major League Baseball. So anything that we gave up in dealing with the player personnel, we we gained in in uh, dealing with Major League Baseball governance. When, when uh, that being said, you know, they're talking about minor league baseball, of course, has been depleted some and will continue to perhaps uh, Major League Baseball has figured out that they don't need as much as they need. What is the state of independent ball right now, and, and how does that change AAA ball where you're not going to have as many rookie league teams, it looks like? Yes, it's, it's you know, it's, I think it's too soon to tell really what impact that's going to have. Um, a year after, even even with 160 uh, minor league teams uh, in the past, Major League Baseball was looking to the independent leagues a little bit more, and I I don't think it was because they didn't have enough prospects in their in their pipelines. It was more about realizing over the years what what a great place to find talent um, the independent leagues had become. Uh, you recall when the Saints started 93, 94, 95 there were a lot of former major leaguers that were playing in those leagues. Yeah. So it wasn't really a, a, a developmental opportunity for major league baseball. Over time that changed and over time it became a, an alternate path for somebody to make, uh, to, to find their way to the major league. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're at 120 minor league teams now um, between, between triple a uh, one, 
one level of AAA, one level of AA, and then two levels of single A. So four levels of minor league baseball, 120 teams. It, it'll be that way for for at least the next uh, eight and a half years. Um, and we'll, we'll see what happens after that. And last, well, you know, do these guys, I mean, I mean uh, uh, it's different when you're trying to get to the big leagues, you're on the cusp of it or you're rehabbing. Uh, what are they doing? Are they at the ballpark all day? Are they, do, do, is it different guys? Do they have different training uh, programs? Uh, what, what are they doing with your facilities there on a normal day? It's it's a lot more in depth. That's for sure. The the uh, much of much of the the logic behind the changeover that took place um, a year and a half ago that involved the the Saints becoming a triple triple A team was focused on health and wellness yeah. of uh, of players and the player experience. So having the right facilities, having the right nutritionists, having the right training programs. Um, you you said it. Mike, it's uh, it's very personalized for each player, and each player, uh, it, you know, they get out and stretch together, they they get out and run together, and they're still doing some of the same drills that you're used to seeing, but but more more often than not, players are are on doing uh, personal workouts prior to games, and they have their own build up to game time and their own routine. Well, yeah, they got the week off now, and what do you guys do during a week like this? We actually have a busy week at CHS Field this week. Tomorrow night we have uh, Adam Thielen, the, the Thielen. Family. I'm going to be there. Yep, playing good. I look forward. Yeah, to that's, they put in a plug for that. If people want to come out, there, it's just it's a it's a slow pitch. All the Vikings are playing. Yeah, it's, I think I think they have it set up as offense versus defense. Yep. Um, uh, celebrity softball game. There may be a few other athletes from around from around the Twin Cities that, that join in, but uh, we hosted it a couple years ago as part of our uh, as part of our All Star game in 2019. They, they, we did the night before we hosted the, the first, um, Thielen Foundation softball game. So this is the first time that it'll be a standalone event. Uh, tickets available. Just, uh, give us a call at the office tomorrow or, uh, go to saintsbaseball.com or thielenfoundation.com and you can get tickets for that. Then Friday, I know you're not going to miss this one, Mike. Yeah. The I Love, the I Love the 90s, uh, rap concert. Oh, right in my wheelhouse, buddy. Absolutely. Vanilla Ice, Tone Loke, Young MC. Young MC's going to be there? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Wow. So, so it's a busy, busy week. Wow. And what time do I need to get there on Friday, and do I need to dress a certain way? Well, I'd pull out. Uh, you know, you're probably going to want to have wear a hat sideways, um, something colorful. Uh, so, just <laughs> another day for me. Another day. Nothing different than what I normally see All at the right, ballpark buddy. wearing. So, no, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I'll see you there tomorrow night for the softball. All right, sounds good, Mike. Thanks, Derek. Appreciate it. Derek Scherr, General Manager of St. Paul Saints. Uh, Saints go on the road this week. Uh, but it has created, I think, the buzz that they want, getting the, these players back and forth with people. You don't, you don't have to brand them because people already know who they are. Uh, when they show up, Jake Cave at the game when he hit last night, of course, he could be moved up now. Uh, we'll see. We'll keep you updated on the weather and much more. It's Sports the Max with a weather front moving in, and we'll keep you on top of all of the above. Stay with us on WCCO. All right, storm moving through the Twin Cities. Keep us posted by texting us or calling us at 651-461-9226, Latest text, double rainbow and independence. That would make sense. That's just west of uh, uh, Plymouth out there that uh, it would probably move through there. Uh, Penn Avenue South is another text. Uh, In Bloomington, sky is getting much darker. Wind is calmer. Still no rain. So that means that you may be awaiting something. And uh, uh, that's about central or east Bloomington. Uh, if you got anything that you can add to it, 651 461 9226. Sports and weather to the max on WCCO. 
Welcome back, Sports to the Max, and keep you up, keeping you updated on the weather. That's what we do. Joining us in the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, Tom McKenna. It is Memorial Day, and during Memorial Day, uh, we do try to pause uh, to reflect uh, those that we've lost, and certainly there's a military component to that as well, those that served and uh, and are no longer with us, or even at that, at, even if they came back, uh, their lives can be forever altered, and it is just so important that we take time to remember that on a regular basis. Tom McKenna is well aware because he served this country admirably, and since he's come back, he uh, he designed and set up, and now it's come to fruition uh, with uh, just a remarkable facility uh, known as Every Third Saturday in South Minneapolis. And what it does is create opportunities for those veterans that need help, uh, that need free clothing, uh, that needs someone to tell them, hey, this is a way that you can uh, go about changing your life through employment or some things like that. There's a coffee shop there where it's more informal. They have several classrooms there, and they unveiled it uh, just last week, and it was something to be there that day. It was a rainy day, and yet there was a huge crowd, and people gathered uh, in the spirit of the right reason. Tom joins us now. Tom, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks. Happy to be here, Mike. What was that day like for you to see its building in its finished and complete mode and all those people there? It was absolutely surreal um, to see it uh, from um, the destruction of the old property that was on there to the the, the, the grading of the ground to, to seeing that building come up. Um, it was just unbelievable uh, to see it all come to fruition and actually have it open. And, and it was... Uh, such a show, show of support. Um, people stood out in the rain to celebrate with us. You know, I, I was in, in the back, and uh, I couldn't even see you guys at the front speaking because there was a, uh, a tent there in between us, but the people were packed in, and I ended up back there underneath, uh, you know, tucked away because it was raining some and uh, with some of the veterans. And it doesn't take long, and you know this much better than I, to hear their story. And their stories are different. Each one is unique. And, and, and the struggles that they've had, one with diabetes and alcoholism and uh, and, and trying to maintain sobriety. A, another one that uh, uh, just struggles in general in life, staying focused and whatnot. Uh, those stories uh, you see on an everyday basis. Explain to us what Every Third Saturday does for those situations. So first, we want to meet veterans where they are, wherever that may be. And like you said, there's a, a unique story behind every single veteran, and we want to get to that story and, and peel back those labels of, of veteran, of, of even um, uh, alcoholic or addict or whatever labels um, you know may have been applied. We want to peel those back and get to the person underneath and, and really meet them where they are and then create a sense of community where they can feel safe, where they can be themselves without judgment, and where uh, growth can really occur. Tom McKenna is our guest from Every Third Saturday, a, a facility and a program committed to veterans. Just got this text in. Power went out in Coon Rapids. Some areas been out for a half hour or so. Still out. We got that same report out of Anoka. If people want to clarify that or if you're seeing that, that's consistent or if it extends into other areas, text us or call us at 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Don't journey out in those areas if you don't have to. I don't know if this is the result of any power lines that are down, but we certainly want to err on the side of caution. Uh, Tom McKenna, when you when you talk about that and the people that that, that make that up, uh, you know, you and I have talked before about PTSD and what that represents, and I, I know it's a um, 
at one time we associated only with the military. And now we realize that anybody that's had that kind of trauma in their life can suffer from it. What's the first thing you do when you recognize it? And how do you recognize that someone is suffering from PTSD? Well, the outward signs are, are usually there of uh, avoidance, of sometimes it manifests in, in anger. Um, and it, it uh, can be in, in hypervigilance where someone's just on guard all of the all the time and so we can recognize those symptoms and try to put people at ease that um, they're in a safe environment where um, they can sit down and just relax and find a little bit of calm uh, when it comes to PTSD that's so fleeting feelings of calm and peace and so we really want to provide that and make sure that we create an environment where you can sit and just breathe just take a breath do you need to know what caused the PTSD or is that inconsequential and, and, and the point is they're dealing with something or do you need to know specifically what the event was so you know what the triggers are? No, uh, it's uh, it's inconsequential what caused it. Um, so many veterans um, experience trauma other than combat. Uh, only about 10% of the force actually engages in combat with the enemy. The rest... Um, often see things, uh, experience things that um, cause the trauma. And so often it's it's the trauma and then the aftermath. And the aftermath is what happens in the, in the heart and the soul of veterans that really causes the long-term problems. For example, you could be on, on a medical team out there and, and you may not actually see combat, uh, but the number of people that you tend to that come back wounded can create its own version of PTSD, correct? Absolutely. To see um, people that look just like you, that wear the same uniform as you, to see them them wounded or killed um, is, is um, highly impactful. And uh, I had a friend who uh, was with the Air Force at Dover Air Force Base, and uh, that Dover is a place where all the wounded, all the uh, killed in actions come back home, and uh, they have to be inventoried, and it was uh, highly impactful. Um, it was for in Dover, Delaware, but PTSD was real, and that wounds to, to the soul um, certainly occurred in, for that individual, and it's very difficult to experience those type of things. Like when you see what's going on down in Texas with a school shooting like that, and, and, and you understand probably better than most that, that PTSD is going to exist down there for a lot of people. They didn't necessarily have to experience it, but the entire community uh, every time they drive by the school, every time they see someone that's related to, uh, those things are going to basically accumulate, correct, over the entire community. Absolutely. Um, when your your sense of safety and your sense of uh, peace and calm have been shattered uh, the way it was in Texas or in any kind of shooting situation like that, um, people there are going to uh, they're going to experience not only PTSD, but they're going to ask why. Why did this happen? How did this happen? And, and it's, a, it's a very sobering and, and very uh, humbling experience to uh, have to answer those questions. Tom McKenna is our guest. How powerful or how impactful uh, is it for those that, that, that get out um, physically healthy but saw others and have to think about that could have been or should have been me? That's that soul wound uh, that is often so lethal. Um, as we talk about veterans and the epidemic of suicide amongst veterans, and um, it, it so often 
the military is so good at conditioning troops to go into combat and they're at least as ready as they can be to experience that. What they, they don't train us for is the, is what comes after the minute after the day after the week after and the year after. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's so confusing to come back home and be amongst uh, family who love you and support you, but just can't understand what it is that you're feeling um, because you look healthy and in for all intents and purposes, you are healthy, um, but something has changed, and that change is, is really uh, problematic. Tom, when you get the call or you find out via email or text, whatever it is, that a veteran has taken their life, and I'm sure this has repeated itself many times in your life, what is that feeling like? It is... Um, it takes your breath away. Yeah. Um, it takes your breath away and, and you immediately um, go to why someone would would take such a, a permanent action to resolve a temporary situation. Um, there's nothing in life that's, that's worth taking your own life. And then you can think about the family uh, that's left behind and they're often completely confused and lost and shattered. Yeah. Different kind of victim, right? Absolutely. And, um, it has a ripple effect throughout the community and, and, and families. Do you think in general veterans feel appreciated for what they did from the public? Does it vary a lot from person to person? How do they feel about the way the public perceives them? I think the post 9-11 veteran feels um, appreciated and at least um, that people um, acknowledge that they did sacrifice. Um, there's some sentiment amongst veterans that there's a detachment um, with only less than 1% of the population actually serving at any given time at this point. There's a, um, a wall that, that can be there between civilians and the military, but I think all in all, the military veterans feel um, appreciated um, more so than they did, say, after Vietnam, of course, where it was a vastly different situation. It really is, isn't it? When you meet the Vietnam vets, it's different, isn't it? Absolutely. They they um, they were wounded by their homecoming. Um, yeah, they survived. think about that. They survived Vietnam. Um, they saw so much carnage, and then to come home and be treated that way um, is really uh, highly, highly... Uh, you know, uh, injurious to all those veterans. Yeah, yeah, for sure. When when someone is going off to serve our military, knowing what you know, what would you, if you had a half hour with them? What would you tell them? Assuming that they may see combat or see these kinds of things that you, that, that you've seen during your life in terms of high what would you tell them before they go over? Well, I had that experience with my son, who's an Army veteran, and. Mm-hmm. I remember talking with him before he went and after he graduated boot camp um, to say he's got to rely on his training. He's got to um, keep his wits about him and he's got to worry about the man on his left and the man on his right and the, and the, and the service person now uh, with, with women so ingrained in the force, which is a good thing. Um, it's, it's really what it comes down to in the midst of um, a dangerous situation is the person to your left and the person to your right. 
And never forget that, huh? And focus on that. I mean, if nothing else, simplify it to that degree. Absolutely. The world shrinks very quickly in uh, in dangerous situations, mm-hmm. and um, it really comes down to um, everyone filling their role and, and everyone doing their best to um, serve each other at that point. Last question. Now that the facility is in place and it's stunning uh, and it, it gives you all kinds of opportunities, in two years when you and I have this conversation, what are you going to hope that it's accomplished? I hope that it's accomplished, one, that um, we're veterans feel um, that they have a home. They have a home base. They have a hub to go to uh, if they need resources, if they need a sense of community. Also, um, my hope is that the veterans community itself, which is other organizations, agencies, people who work with veterans, see the building as as theirs as well, not just it's ETS's name on it, but we're the host, and it's for the veterans community. So um, my greatest hope is that veterans and the veterans community as a whole really see it as a place where um, great things can can happen. We're going to bring down the rate of veteran suicide and um, really meet veterans where they are. You know, yeah, Tom, I appreciate it very much. And, you know, I, I hope we can celebrate that too when numbers go down because we always, you know, if we're going to endure the pain, we need to celebrate when we do things well. And sometimes it's just a statistic that shows that numbers have gone down, but we need to learn how to celebrate that because, you know, the only thing we, we, uh, react to our, our tragic events, but sometimes we, we do great work in preventive and, and, and we need to figure out ways to celebrate that and maybe that could be part of the call, call to action as well. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for serving and thank you what you've done for every third Saturday and, and any veterans out there, if you if you have questions, just uh, look it up online every third Saturday ETS. It is a wonderful facility in South Minneapolis that is now up and running exactly the way they envisioned it. Tom, thank you so much and happy Memorial Day. Thank you very much, Mike. You bet. Tom McKenna, nice enough to join us on News Talk 830 WCCO. The latest on this storm coming through when we come back. Stay with us. Welcome back. Uh, we're starting to see some of the, uh, wow, out there off of Canterbury Road, 169 Canterbury Road northbound. It looks like they've got, uh, uh, there's some sirens out there and some, it, it looks like, uh, Tubbs, you corrected me if I'm wrong, but that looks like just heavy rain that is slowing everybody down, huh? Yeah. With, with wind. It, yeah, it, it looks like traffic is just, it, it looks like nothing more than, like you were saying, Maxie, just really, really heavy rain on uh, 169 around Canterbury. Yeah, and it actually extends into almost Mankato. Uh, New Prague area, you got it. It sounds like pretty good. So keep us updated if you would, folks. 651-461-9226. We've had a couple of people text in and say they've had a power outage uh, in Coon Rapids and Anoka, which are uh, obviously cities that border up against each other, so that would make some sense. But if your power has gone out uh, or if you know areas that have, give us a text or call 651-461-9226. Uh, we'll put you on the air if you have information that you need to share or we can at minimum read it. Uh, off the text. Bloomington getting rain now, winds variable, lighter sky. So that makes sense if it's coming from Canterbury and Shakopee. It continues to move east. It's moved at a fairly rapid pace. 
and um, some of it hovering in that in that from Chaska down to New Prague and, and beyond the south area. Then there's a pocket uh, that's unencumbered, and then in the Twin Cities now starting to move through on the back end. Uh, so you know areas like Lakeville, uh, Northfield, it's heading in your direction, going east, but it's behind. Uh, that front that's moving through the Twin Cities proper right now uh, in the metro area. When we come back, we'll vis- visit with a lady who ran a marathon yesterday. And oh yeah, she suffers from pancreatic cancer. Her story and what moves her and motivates her next on Sports to the Max. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 